Welcome to a Spoonful of Sugar podcast with Pam and Amy. We're two friends living in the Midwest with our hubbies and kids. We're living our lives and dreaming of Disney. Join us as we discuss all things Walt Disney World and our love of Disney. Hey, Pam Cakes, how are you doing today? Good to see you, woman, as always. As always. Bringing that supercalifragilisticexpialidocious fun into my life. Oh, yeah. And we do have our little Mary Poppins with us. Our we little, do. Your little pop. What's pop, it called? Funko Pop. Funko Pop. Right, right, right. Our little mascot. Yeah. So she's mm-hmm. sitting right here keeping us company. Thank you, Mary. Overseeing our <laughs> podcast, making sure we're <laughs> practically perfect in every way. Love it. Um, so, Pam, yes. for an icebreaker today... Because mm-hmm. we're going to talk all about planning at the Disney parks. It's going to be at one of our Disney are, 101 yes, episodes. Yes, Disney 101, absolutely. But before we get into it, what is your favorite Disney park, may I ask you? I think right now, because it changes sometimes, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. will say right now Magic Kingdom. Okay. Because that's where the magic lives. Yeah. That's I mean, they don't call lives. it Magic Kingdom I for know. nothing. And sometimes you just need that extra magic in your life. Yeah, like every day. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you find that? You find it at Magic Kingdom. I 100% yes. agree with you. I am Magic Kingdom all the way. There are times when I feel, you know, Epcot because yeah. I love the World Showcase. Yeah. Love the World Showcase. And there's even the time or two when I'm trending toward, like, Hollywood Studios. Hmm. Okay, okay. It's never Animal Kingdom. <laughs> See, you know, that's opposite for me because I would trend more towards Animal... I really like Animal okay, Kingdom. Cool. And I really don't like Hollywood Studios. Oh. But I'm glad we're on the same page for Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. But Hollywood Studios is where they keep the uh, Tower of Terror. I know. Which, and you love that. I know, but all my family, like, nobody wants to go on it with me because, oh, oh, we don't like big drops. Oh. I know. Your family should go with our family because we have lots of writers for that good yes i definitely need to be adopted into your family so anytime all of you all four of you not not just you (laughs) okay awesome (laughs) sounds good Hello there, supercalifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilifragilif
some sources that you could use okay. for your pre-planning and sort of getting. If you haven't been to Disney World sure. before, I'll throw out YouTube, which yeah. is a great place to go for rides and for walkthroughs of Disney, sort mm -hmm. of get a feel for it, mm -hmm. especially if you have kids and you don't know if a certain ride might freak them out or not. That's true. You can have them watch the ride-along of any ride yep. at Disney World. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm totally old school, so before our first trip, mm -hmm. I literally went to our library oh, nice. and checked out every book <laughs> that they had on Disney. A uh -huh. couple of good ones were the Passporters Guide yes, to Disney World. Yes. And there's another one that's very common that I'm forgetting. The Unofficial Guide. Thank you. That was it. Which is from the Turing Plans people. Yes. Yes. So those. And um, if your current library doesn't have them, you can always request like nice. updated versions. Oh, though, nice. You know, uh -huh. get from other libraries. Awesome. Yeah. I know the Unofficial Guide comes out every, I think it's August. Every August. Mm -hmm. And that is just a wealth of yes. information on all things Disney World. I literally just sat down and like read through those in like two <laughs> nights. I mean, the... The unofficial guide is huge. It's gigantical. Mm -hmm, wow. Mm -hmm, that, that's mm -hmm. impressive, Amy. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. So, but like you were saying, there's a lot of stuff just online, too. Mm -hmm. You can check park hours, which you should definitely do when you're planning your trip. And those do change a lot. During the summer, they tend to be a lot longer. Mm -hmm. A park such as Magic Kingdom may stay open during the summer until, say, midnight, midnight. sometimes, you know, 1 a.m., the same park during the winter may close down at like 9 p.m. And as I've been realizing too, sometimes when there's extra events going on, mm -hmm. like Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party or the Very Merry Christmas Party, mm -hmm. they'll shut down Magic Kingdom at like 6 p.m. At 6 or so, I think the party starts at 7. Yeah, so they gotta kick everybody out. Right, and if you don't have a ticket to that party, they will kick you out. They will kick you out. <laughs> so make sure you know your park hours. Seriously, because if you're thinking, I'm gonna do this whole day at Magic Kingdom yeah. and have a great time into the wee hours of the evening, and suddenly you're being kicked out at 7 p.m. Right. So make sure you know what event, extra events are happening so that you can plan accordingly. And speaking of planning, yes. you should definitely book your ADRs, which stands for Advanced Dining Reservations. Mm -hmm. That window opens up to you, is it 180 days? It is. Before your trip. So figure out if you're doing sit-down restaurants, you need to book those. If you're doing quick service, you don't need to worry about this. Right. But this is only if you're doing sit-downs. Also, make sure you book your fast pass reservations. Absolutely. 60 days in advance for on-site mm -hmm. Disney guest and 30 days for off-site. Yes. That'll save you a bunch of time. Oh, when it you really get to does. The park. So I, I guess the another big thing is just know which park you're going to do on which day. Yes. Because that will factor into which ADRs you get at which parks or if, if they happen to be in parks and also yeah. which fast passes you get. True. Mm -hmm. And you'll have to also figure out, do you want to get park hopper passes or not? You could be very frugal, mm -hmm. like we did for our first couple trips, and just do, it's essentially one park per day, mm -hmm. and that's fine because there's a bunch of stuff to do at each park, mm -hmm. so that could be a full day in and of itself. Or you can get the park hopper, which allows you to jump parks. Very fun. Love the park hopper. Yeah. Love that. So let's talk about some, now that we've sort of laid the groundwork for mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff, let's mm -hmm. talk about some strategies. Okay. And one built-in strategy that is very nice if you happen to be staying at a Disney resort, so sorry for you people who are staying off-site, is the concept of extra magic hours. And this is a strategy that Disney needs to put in place, sort of an extra perk 
for people staying in the resorts. And this will be an extra hour or two hours, something like that, that the park is open either in the morning or the evening. And they have different parks on different days. You have to check the schedule and see yep. which ones have the early or the late magic hours. And during those times, only resort guests are allowed into the park. So that's nice because that really cuts down on a large number of people. True. Mm-hmm. And... Now that Hollywood Studios has Galaxy's Edge, yes. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, they are having, for a limited time, mm-hmm. extra, extra magic hours, which means they're uh, open ridiculously early. At for, 6 a.m., woman. Oh, I can't even. So if you're going to be at the park at 6 a.m., you I mean, have to be of, on your bus by like 5. Oh, and what time would you have to wake up? Oh, I don't even And know. if you're doing this with children? Oh, no. So, Amy, we have my family. We have a trip planned next mm-hmm. month in October. And I just, my husband, like, really wants to do this because he wants to see Galaxy's Edge and without it being overrun by people. And yes, I mean, I yes. get all the things. And he's a rope dropper mm-hmm. to begin with. Wants to be there extra early. So I understand that. But 6 a.m. is just so early. Maybe you could divide and conquer. And he can go with the really, really early worms. And you could <laughs> stay behind with those that don't necessarily want to be there at 6 a.m. And, and that is. that. I guess that we could call that a strategy in and of itself. And that's something we typically that's actually true. do. Is because he really does want to be there very early at whatever park. And I typically want to sleep. <laughs> Well, and you were mentioning, too, the extra magic hours can be in both the morning and in the evening. Yes, that's fabulous. So for your strategy, you can pick, like, do we want to focus more on the morning? Do we want to focus more on the afternoon slash evening? Or do we want to be like Amy's crazy family and do the whole thing from Uh. rope drop till fireworks? See, in the best of all worlds, this this would be my strategy. I don't ever Mm -hmm. do this, but this would be my strategy. And I tell myself every trip, this is what I'm going to do. That I'm going to rope drop in the morning because you get there and the crowds are so low, Amy, that you couldn't just crank out so many rides at the same boom, 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 boom. You're just on and off, on and off. Oh, yeah. Getting those things done. And when the parks really start filling up at around 10 a.m., yep. Well, here's another clue. That's a good time to start your fast passes. Yep. Because then you're bypassing the crowds that are filling up the parks. Mm-hmm. So you do those, and once those three are done that you did that you booked originally at your 60 days out, then you're able to add on the additional fast pass yeah. that you use one at a time, and they give you another one as soon as you use that. So my thought had been do that and then in the early afternoon go back to the resort and relax and take a nap and do all that kind of thing and then come back in the evening refreshed refreshed and ready Mm -hmm. to go and escaping the sunlight and the horrible heat during the hottest part of the day because people it's hot in florida so hot you guys oh my gosh so hot in florida yeah so that would be my... And that's I, a good strategy. Yeah. And I love the parks at night. And yes. so that's always worked for me. And I'm more, much more of a night owl. Yeah, I'm with you. So this has always been my plan. It doesn't quite work out that way because I have a very hard time getting up and out the door. I hear ya. I'm not really a morning person. Yeah. But at Disney, mm-hmm. I make myself a morning person. That is a lot of willpower. Uh, it is I'm a impressed lot. with you. But it's also like that Disney adrenaline. Yeah. That Disney magic that just courses through <laughs> your veins that you're like, I will get there in time so woman how long does this last before you just collapse in a puddle i can do like five days of this straight nice before i kind of like start feeling it Mm -hmm. i think one time we did like six days if if i do a trip that's like seven days long Uh 
we're not going to be doing that every single day. So what would you put in a rest and relax day? This is another strategy, sort of a long-term strategy. How do you plan your entire week so that you don't burn out yourself yeah, and your people? Yeah, some people, if they have longer trips, they mm -hmm. they actually build in a day to just stay at the resort. Yes, yeah, my husband is big into this. Yeah, kind of just lay low, yeah, a resort chill. day, use the pool, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. enjoy the amenities. That's, sure. Because every resort has different amenities and things going True. on. They all have pools. Yep, yep. yep. Well, when we're there, we're there for the parks. So we are, we will not necessarily build in a relaxing day, yeah. but there will be maybe like two or three mornings that like our fast passes won't start till later. So that mm. if we do need to sleep in and kind of catch up on some sleep, yeah. we don't have to be rushing out the door the next morning. We nice. can kind of sleep until we need to get up and go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's our strategy. I like that. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the let's, so let's talk a little bit more about the resort day, if we wanted yeah. to do that, because that is another key thing. I, I'm kind of like you. So my, as I said, my husband Sam is big into the go all out, all out, and then, uh -huh. but ha like every four days or so, put in a resort day uh -huh. where you just stay at the resort, you go go to the parks, all mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so this is what our plans include. But when the time actually comes, I can do the resort for maybe half a day, yeah, and then I'm like. I want magic, to go to the park. Magic Kingdom is out there. Do you realize this? I yeah. gotta go. Bye. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think part of it is too is I'm not really a pool person. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not, you know, someone who enjoys the whole laying out in the pool or splashing in the pool kind of thing, after a while it's like, there's their parks out there. Yeah. And I got an annual pass. Right. That's why we were it's at calling the parks my name. every day. Ooh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Speaking of the parks yes. and speaking of park strategies. Uh -huh. Let's just talk really quick about, I would suggest one thing to do before your trip, if you've never been there before, mm -hmm. is to find a map mm -hmm. of each park mm -hmm. so that you can kind of get acquainted with what attractions are where, because these parks are really big. They are huge. 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 So if you don't kind of group your attractions together throughout the day, you might be running from like point A to point B to point C and that they could be very, very spread mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. So I would say I would strongly advise the strategy of like a location based park plan. You know, like say, for example, you're going to Magic Kingdom, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you want to do some attractions in Tomorrowland first. Okay. And then have lunch in Fantasyland. Mm -hmm. And then head over to Liberty Square and kind of work your way through the park that way. So you're not, for example, oh, you have a fast pass on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Then you have one on, on Space Mountain. Then you have one on the Carousel. And they're all just spread out. And it's a lot of running around. Do you see what I mean? I do. Notice that I've been letting Amy do all the talking because I have zero sense of direction. Oh, Pam. And I so I'm know. the type of person who's like, I'm looking for this next ride that's, you know, next attraction I'm supposed to go to. And I go to a cast member. It's like, how do I get to, you know, whatever? <laughs> and they're like, oh, honey, that's way over on right. the other side of the park. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> no. That's so. why on our girls' trip, I was the navigator. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we're walking this way. <laughs> so if you happen to have a sense of direction, I think this is a very good plan. Yeah. It saves you a lot of walking. I will say our very first trip we did, I didn't really realize, like I knew the parks were big, but mm -hmm. I didn't realize the scope of mm -hmm. when you add up the miles you walk every day. Oh, yes. It's a lot of miles. Yeah, it's a lot and of miles. And when mileage. you have little kids with you, especially, yeah. that yeah. can really 
take a toll on mm-hmm. you. So, again, I would just recommend like kind of trying to get a lay of the land if you can to help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> or at least be with somebody who, who understands these yeah. things. That's what I kind of have to do because yeah. otherwise, no. <laughs> no understanding of directions at all. Very sad. Very sad. Let me put in as well, sort of one final note, is that it's a to use your dining plans, whether you have a table service, going to be sitting down for a meal, or if you're going to be doing a quick service, to plan that strategically during your day at when your people are, you assume they're going to be the most exhausted or the yes. hottest or something like that. Having an air-conditioned place to go into, whether a quick serve or a sit down, and just have that rest will do wonders for your family. Yes. So keep that in mind as you plan. Perfect. I love that. And another kind of built-in rest time besides mm. just like sitting down and eating mm-hmm. would be if you are park hopping and taking a bus or a boat oh, yeah. from one park to another. Mm-hmm. Or even in Epcot, you can take the boat from, or a friendship, (laughs) from one side of the world showcase to the other. So sometimes even just your transportation, Mm -hmm. or at Magic Kingdom, they have the train that runs. Well, when it goes back up again, which is under refurbishment now. But my point is that you can kind of use that transportation as some downtime if you need it. And don't be afraid to take some downtime. As well as just sit down attractions. Carousel of Progress, yep. other things like that, shows. Hall of Presidents. Yes. Yeah. Ones that are inside, air conditioned, yes. where you're just going to be sitting down for 15 minutes. Those can do a great deal for group morale. And I agree. Yeah. We definitely scattered those in during our last trip. Very important to do that. We needed that inside air conditioning for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. If you have other strategies that we have not covered, we would love to hear about them. Always want to hear the latest and greatest about how to do the parks. Feel free to reach out at our different. Uh, media locations, and we look forward to hearing from you. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening, everyone. That's it for this week. We would love to get to know you through social media. You can reach us at SpoonfulPod. That's S-P-O-O-N-F-U-L-P-O-D at gmail.com. We're also at SpoonfulPod on both Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can also like us at Facebook.com slash SpoonfulPod. Please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. And now you can also find your favorite sprinkle of Disney sugar on Google Play Music, as well as Stitcher Radio, Podbean, and TuneIn Radio. Thanks for joining us and sprinkling a little sugar into your day. Thanks for listening. Spoonful out. Spoonful out.